Welcome to Teacher Talk with Chrissy Nichols, the podcast that offers real tools and real conversations to help you feel good about teaching and yourself again. As a teacher who has spent more than two decades in the classroom, I get it. I know you have a lot to do, so if you need help right now, book a free consult call at www.thechrissyconcept.com. That's the C-H-R-I-S-S-Y-C-O-N-C-E-P-T dot com. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome to Teacher Talk with Chrissy Nichols. Today we are in conversation with Mary Granick. Mary Toth Granick is a licensed marriage and family therapist who currently lives in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Mary is licensed to practice in New Mexico and California and has clients from both states in her in-person and online private practice. Mary has been a therapist for over 25 years, but before that, Mary received her master's degree in education and taught in middle school, high school, and community college for over 10 years. She taught English, history, and writing before making a midlife career change. Mary currently works with adult individuals and couples with a focus on somatic and trauma-informed therapeutic approaches. In this podcast, I'm recording it, sadly, in the wake of the Texas mass shooting in May. And we do talk about trauma. We talk about complex trauma. And we talk about the importance of taking care of yourself first and how education and her time in school really informed her time as a therapist. Mary's warmth and groundedness comes through in this conversation. It's so clear that she still loves her teaching colleagues in arms and she understands what it takes to be an educator. Enjoy this conversation with Mary Granick. Welcome, Mary Granick, to Teacher Talk with Chrissy Nichols and another very cool conversation spotlighting a teacher and someone who's worked in education. Mary, welcome. Thank you for being part of the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> You're welcome. First off, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you currently do and what your role was when you were in education. Well, that is an interesting question because I first began teaching shortly after graduating with my bachelor's degree and went and got a master's in education and taught on and off for 10 years in middle school, high school, a writing course at a community college and made a midlife career change to becoming a therapist in my 40s. And I have been now practicing as a psychotherapist for over 25 years. And a lot of my years were spent also working part-time in schools as a middle school counselor. And so I kind of kept some of that education focus in my work. I was just about to ask, and I have to ask now, was there anything about teaching that prepared you for your work in psychotherapy or vice versa? Oh, for sure. I mean, there's so many skills that one has as a teacher. And 
even though teaching and doing therapy are very different, there are ways of listening and helping people to understand things, titrate things, change complex situations into something more manageable to think about. So yeah, it's been very helpful that way. Yeah, all that restating, being very concrete, maybe explaining things in a different way for different learners. I can see that that's very applicable in both realms, in both places. Right, right. And what did you love about your work in school, especially as a counselor? What was that like for you? Well, there's something that was so familiar about being in a school. And first of all, I had so much empathy for what teachers were going through in terms of all the demands and pressures that were put on them. I also felt very fortunate that I had this opportunity to work one-on-one with students around issues that were keeping them from being more focused and present in their life. And of course, working with parents. So there was something very comfortable and known about that in that rhythm of the school year felt very lovely to be back in a part of, but in a different way. I love that. I love that. And of course you were there for the students, but I have to ask, did you ever have moments when, because you have so much empathy and you had so much empathy for teachers, you had been in the trenches, you knew, as you just said, what the school year was like, the demands on faculty. Did you ever have a moment where maybe a teacher would just say, oh gosh, Mary, can I just ask you a question? Or would you mind if I just popped in? How would you manage that? I welcomed it. Yeah. And I also made it clear that I was there in a supportive role for teachers. And oftentimes when we'd be consulting even about a student that maybe they were having some difficulty with or confusion about, it was an opportunity to also have them really take a look at what might be getting triggering for them or why that student might be particularly challenging. And so that was an important and helpful, I hope, role that I played in that realm. What a lucky school community that was to have had you to, of course, be there for the students, but also in that support role to find out what that must have been like for the teachers in a challenging situation or faced with a tough email from a parent or just whatever they were facing. And speaking of challenges, what do you think were the biggest challenges you face personally in your work at school, even in that counseling role? That's another interesting question. And The thing that comes to mind is when people are stuck in a narrative or story about themselves, whether it's a student who feels that they're not popular, they're not someone likable, that they're not doing well in school, or sometimes if a teacher had a particular maybe narrative about a student without getting a little more of a full story, Helping to break down those barriers could be challenging, but it was also very, very rewarding. I'm remembering an incident that just felt very 
like breaking through that challenge. And I remember there was a student I was seeing, I think she was a new student at the school. So I was checking in to see how she was doing. And she was a more of a quiet, introverted girl. And a lot of her teachers were really concerned because she wasn't participating in class. And they felt like they weren't sure, is she learning? Is she, part, you know, what's going on with that? So I actually sat in on a few classes. And what I noticed was so many of the girls who were really extroverted would have their hand raised and the teacher would be calling on them immediately after they would ask a question. And any child who was more introverted and needed time to absorb the question, think about it, was somewhat kind of left in the dust because that dynamic was going. And so I had an opportunity to really lay that out in a more descriptive way to that teacher who was concerned. And she really understood that. And we worked on some strategies that she could help that girl get more involved. Like tomorrow, I'm going to ask about this and I'd like you to really think about it. Or you know, engage the girl in a different way. And that issue tended to dissolve. So that was like a a lovely kind of success story of a challenge. Mary Granick, I feel like you must have been in my classroom because I definitely know in my tenure as a teacher, I have done that. I have perhaps not given enough think time or simply just been unaware of processing and just those little strategies, those little moments of, hey, tomorrow I'm going to ask about this, this, and this. And maybe you can just gather your thoughts or let me know which one you'd like to share about. Those kinds of concrete (laughs) examples and strategies create such a win-win for both the student and the educator. Exactly. And I can understand also as a teacher, and I remember those moments when I was teaching and students would raise their hands. It was like, I'm such a good teacher. Look at all these kids raising their hands, wanting to answer. And so it's easy to get caught in that. And it takes a lot of just kind of remembering, stepping back and knowing that there are so many different kinds of personalities in the classroom and everybody needs a different pace and sometimes a style of, just like they have a style of learning that they all differ in. So what you're, what you're naming, I think is so important. It's all about perspective and your role of really giving a different perspective and really helping us all, you know, in coaching, we talk about really being the watcher self of our brains and really being able to pull out a little bit, remind ourselves, Hey, I don't know what's going on with this student. I don't have all the information and that's okay. How can I be kind to myself and less self-pressuring or judgmental or whatever is going on? So offering that different perspective, I think is so impactful. And kind of in that that space of perspective, what advice, Mary, would you give to teachers? I mean, anyone really, to people (laughs) out there listening who think that they might want to take that next step into their own self-work. Of course, this is a podcast about mindset and about coaching and some tools and strategies. So 
everyone listening is already interested in, yeah, what can I do if I think it might be time to reach out to a professional, to a therapist. I'm always very clear that coaching is not therapy. I sometimes have clients that do both. But would you speak to that? How might they know it's time to reach out? I haven't been in the classroom in probably 10 years. And in those 10 years, we've gone through a pandemic. And teachers have been under so much stress. And Students have been under so much stress and we're on the heels of just another mass shooting in a school. And so this, there's so many things that are out in the world that are impacting teachers and putting stress and pressure on, let alone just their own individual lives and what's going on for them. So I would say that what I have found in talking with a lot of teachers is that because they are in front of the class as like the expert and the one who's teaching, it's sometimes hard to let go of that and look inside and go, but I'm feeling a little sad or confused, or my life is just not feeling like it's on track right now. And so giving themselves compassion and grace to take that step back and look inside to get help if they want, because I think getting help for someone to recognize that they are not feeling their best self and getting help is a sign that they have that capacity to really make their life better for themselves. And that is what is going to be even then more helpful and efficacious in the classroom and for their own personal life. That's excellent. I can't think of a better way to answer that question. And thank you, yes, for referring and naming the elementary school shooting in Texas in May that we just experienced. And I just think it's a wonderful reminder to remember as teachers, we don't always have the right answer. We don't always know what to say. And that's okay. That's okay. It is okay to not know what to do and just to kind of feel into that. Mary Granick, thank you so much for coming on Teacher Talk and sharing your thoughts about supporting students, supporting teachers. Teachers are people, and I know you do a lot of work (laughs) with people, and we will link your website and all of your work in our show notes. Thank you so much for being part of this podcast. Thanks, Chrissy. Have a great day, everybody. That was a conversation with Mary Granick, an inspiring and inspired therapist. You've been listening to Teacher Talk with Chrissy Nichols. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode, teacher friends. If this podcast speaks to you, please share it. Share Teacher Talk with one teacher or administrator or educator in your life. To continue the conversation and have life-changing tools and resources sent directly to your inbox, join my weekly newsletter, Teacher Talk, at www.thechrissyconcept.com. That's the C-H-R-I-S-S-Y-C-O-N-C-E-P-T dot com. There, you can also book a consult with me. That's a one-on-one conversation to see if coaching might be just what you're looking for. 
Sometimes one call is all it takes. Have a great day in and out of the classroom, my friends. We'll see you next time.